Hi everyone, welcome to Network Capital TV. Today we are very excited to have host Rahul Rana. Uh, he's an author and intern at one of the larger venture capital funds. Uh, somebody who's passionate about uh, moonshots. And uh, we're here to discuss everything from repeated failure to making cold emails work, from writing to venture capital, everything. So Rahul, over to you. Tell us uh, who you are and what do you do today? Yeah, of course. And you know, thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah. So um, my name is Rahul. Um, I'm currently, I'm 19 years old. I'm currently at uh, Rutgers University. I'm studying finance and astrophysics. And um, I'm the author of Making Moonshots. Uh, Making Moonshots is a deep dive into the philosophies, mindsets, and strategies that are conducive to building moonshot companies, right? Really impactful, you know, radically creative deep tech startups. And I'm also an associate at Lux Capital, a 2.5 billion um, venture, a deep tech venture capital firm um, based in New York and uh, California. So, so, yeah. So your dad worked at, um, works at Bell Labs. So you grew up in the midst of technology. So how did you decide to go to Rutgers and what's your journey from high school to college? Walk us through it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned, my dad, my, my entire life, he's worked at Bell Labs and, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, right? Bell Labs, the most, you know, all the breakthroughs, right? All the inventions, Nobel prizes, they were so amazingly, you know, impactful and in, in science and technology in the past century. And, um, you know, as a, as a kid, my dad would take me to all the, you know, the labs and everything. I, I, I'm based in New Jersey. So all the labs are near me and, um, you know, I'd go see, see all the, you know, the bronze plaques, all the, all the Nobel prizes, they have a museum of all their inventions. I was just so obsessed with it. So, you know, from this early age and then, um, it's funny enough, right? I, I go to high school and I fall into the business crowd. So, you know, I do for like, you know, for four years, I'm just immersed in all things business and, and, and I kind of <laughs> blocked off all my curiosity for science and technology. Um, and, you know, you know, I, I just focused on business for all that. And then, you know, um, sort of like, you know, one of the biggest changes or, 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 Things that happened in my life was actually so as a senior in high school um you know i was applying to colleges right applied to you know all my dream schools and everything and you know life just happened and i got 14 straight rejections from all my dream schools and it was uh, you know it was it was you know I, I, as a high school senior right, that's like probably like the biggest thing that you know mo mo most seniors just think about right they want to go to the, you know their dream schools and i you know 14 straight rejections i was like i was just like dumbfounded I, I just like didn't know how to feel it and how to act it was just like the, the, the craziest thing that ever happened to me so you know, after, after that, it was, it was a lot of confusion, right? I, I was very, I became very introspective, very, you know, a little bit, you know, insecure, you know, all, all the things that come with just, you know, feeling with rejection and things like that. And, um, you know, I came out of it thinking like, all right, like, you know what, like I, I, I could either choose to be pessimistic or I could choose to be this, you know, this optimistic, right? Ambitious sort of bold person, right? So what, you know, I, I didn't get to my dream schools, you know, so what, like I'll, I'll make the most of wherever I go. And I, I will achieve, you know, whatever I want to achieve, no matter what school I go to. And, and, and sort of, right, that mindset shift that happened, you know, a couple months after all those rejections. And, you know, I, I came to Rutgers, right? Rutgers is my state school. So obviously, um, yeah, I went there and, you know, I absolutely just, you know, I did things I wasn't supposed to do, right? Again, I, I, I uh, you know, did did as much work as I can, right, in the venture capital. I, I absolutely just, like, you know, fell, fell in love with the sort of the, the, the crossroads between, you know, finance, right, all my business background, but also, things I grew up on, right? Science, technology, research, and so forth. And I just thought that venture capital was this perfect combination between the two. And, you know, funny enough, right? VC is one of those industries where you have to come from a top school. So again, that, that's when uh, it, it, I, I sort of like, you know, I was like, all right, like, 
despite that, I'm going to grind, I'm going to hustle, I'm going to work, and I'm going to, you know, really, really get, uh, you know, do the best I can to sort of get into the, the VC industry. And, um, you know, what's the boldest thing I could do is honestly, like, write a book, right? And it was kind of funny. Um, I, I wasn't originally going to write a book, but um, I don't know if it was just life. It was just, you know, the universe just like looking out for me. You were meant to like, write. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, Rahul, um, getting 14 rejections, being a good yeah. student. I mean, in high school, you were, I would imagine, studying hard like many South Asian yeah. people of South Asian <laughs> origin do. Yeah. Um, doing well, you know, but getting 14 state rejections can be a lot. Uh, yeah. How did you process that? And uh, did those rejections hurt? I imagine they did. How did you process it? Yeah, yeah, no. In in the moment, there were it was definitely, definitely, um, you know, a dark time. It, it definitely, um, I took it personally, obviously. Um, you know, I, uh, like again, you know, to your point, right? Being, you know, an Indian American, right? Obviously, you have that influence, the cultural influence, and I, and and sort of like you know, the the part of New Jersey I grew up in. Everyone sort of you know aiming for those top schools, and it's just you know a cultural mm-hmm. thing, right? Like like you you got to get into it, and then you know, all of high school, right? Like, um, I don't mean it's like, you know, in uh, air game, but like, no, I was pretty confident. Like, you know, I, I was sort of like this like good student, you know, I played piano internationally, had, you know, that was in top of my class in terms of, you know, GPA, whatever, president of a bunch of clubs, you know, did all these things, right? And, and you know, things I was passionate about. I mean, about. you did everything that people do to get yeah. it. And you <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. You did well uh, in uh, USA, yeah, yeah. won the global piano championship. So I mean, yeah, this yeah, sounds I like it, yeah. somebody who will go to a, a wonderful undergrad. <laughs> yeah but, you know, for some reason yeah yeah and and you know in hindsight I think the the reason I did get all those rejections is because I wrote what I like you know in terms of like my essays and, and you know what I, what I did I you know in my essays like I wrote what I thought the colleges wanted right I was not true to myself I wasn't being genuine when I was you know, doing my applications I think that's where I I sort of um you know lost and and again like you know everyone has you know everyone makes these mistakes and whatever um obviously I beat myself up in the moment I was like I shouldn't have done that you know I should have you know been true to myself, you know, not, not sort of, you know, right. What I thought the colleges wanted, right. right. I, I, and, you know, made all, you know, actually, obviously you know, I was beating myself up, but, you know, nonetheless, like dealing with it, um, actually, you know, it, and, you know, in, in the months after it, I actually didn't deal with it in the, in the, in the most healthiest way, you know, I would take it out so on you know, my loved ones, you know, I, I would just, you know, be very cold, very distant to, you know, the people who, who really cared for me. And it was, it was definitely not the person I wanted to be, right? I didn't want to be this sort of pessimistic, cold person. And, you know, it, again, it took a lot of, you know, self-reflection, right? A lot of introspection. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wait, like, it doesn't matter what school I'm going to or, you know, whatever circumstances I'm in, like, I will work and I will hustle and I will, you know, get to whatever position that I want to be, right? And, you know, to do that, I have to be at peace with myself, right? I have to, you know, get over my insecurities. I have to, you know, be the best person that I want to be. And, and you know, just like, you know, I, you know, I started reading a ton. I, you know, I started again, those personal connections. I said, I meant to previously mention, I was like cold to reconnected with them. Right. I, I apologize obviously for, for sort of, you know, being this, this, this negative person and, and, you know, in, 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 uh, you know, maybe like three, four months after, after my, my sort of my last, you know, that 14th rejection, that, that sort of, you know, dark period, like after that, right. As I was getting ready to go to college, I, I became just this different person, you know, someone that I could actually, you know, Proud, say I'm proud of like you know proud to be sort of you know yeah, this, this yeah. optimistic right ambitious sort of um, mindset that I sort of you know developed and adopted after you know reading a lot of books right thinking and about you're, so being introspective you know, and, and um, yeah having that healthy what is self-respect the relationship with you yeah. with uh, that you have with your own self and uh, you yeah. worked on it mm-hmm. um I think the story ends really well and there are lots of interesting parts which <laughs> I'm obviously very excited to um 
dive deep into. But uh, growing up, did you feel a pressure to perform, to excel? Because clearly you were killing it, like with the piano, with the GPAs, uh, with everything. <laughs> but uh, did you honestly feel a sense of pressure? If yes, from where? Yeah, of course. So it was, you know, obviously I did um, feel, you know, a lot, a lot of pressure, not, not a lot of pressure, but, you know, a good amount of pressure. There were some things I absolutely were passionate about, right? So in regards to like, things I, I genuinely liked, you know, in the inside. So, so piano actually, so it's funny, right? In regards to piano, um, it started with my parents, right? Again, South Asian parents, right? They, they wanted me to do something, um, you know, tip, you know, I played tennis, I played, you know, piano, like all those, you know, typical sort of stereotypical things, but piano, you know, started as my parents just pushing me to do it. But then I, um, so basically, right, from first grade to fifth grade, I had this one teacher, piano teacher. She was not, you know, not that good, right? But very, very, like, you know, basics, whatever. And again, it was clear that she was doing it for the money, actually. And, you know, when I got to sixth grade, actually, so middle school, right, I changed teachers and I found this amazing, amazing teacher. He, he's the one who brought me international, right? He, he really taught me, like, everything. He even taught me things, right, that are not even piano related, like, again, like, to your point, right? being, you know, the better person, right? Helping others, right? Volunteering, all the, all these, you know, really good things. Like my piano teacher taught me that. And, and he was just like mm. one of the best professors and coaches I've ever had in my life. Um, and I'm still in contact with him to this day, but, you know, piano, once I had this amazing teacher, and again, this is a really great lesson, just like the power of like mentors and things like that. Right. Not only did he be, make piano a passion, but he also made it, you know, this, this sort of this aspirational goal that I wanted to become better intrinsically. And, and, and hmm. again, you know, with his help, I, I, you know, I went to, you know, I played in Carnegie Hall four times in New York City. I played a oh, wow. across Canada. Yeah, I played in that Canada. That must have been um, such a proud moment, no? For your yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Carnegie Hall. yeah, one of my yeah, fondest memories. Um, you know, sometimes in Canada, I, I went to Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, uh, Quebec City. I went to Germany and Belgium. Uh, and then I didn't go to some places, but we were invited. We were invited to um, Spain, Iceland, India, um, Japan. Uh, France and uh, the UK, but we, we didn't go to those, but nonetheless, we were still invited mm. there. So it was, you know, it was mm. really, really nice, right? Like, um, so, you know, to, 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 you know, the original point, right? There were some things I did passionately, right? But in terms of pressure, right? Obviously, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, like the, the, the area that I grew up in, in New Jersey, everyone's, you know, gunning for, you know, top colleges, right? Everyone's, you know, as middle schoolers and high schools, they're, 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 you know, doing, preparing for that. And, um, uh, you know, you, you know, obviously I had that pressure also, you know, culturally, like, you know, my parents and, and actually there was a lot of, it was, I, I feel like as though it was a healthy amount of pressure in that, you know, my parents, right, my grandparents, actually, uh, my mom's dad's uh, brother, he was the first person to come here from India, right? He came to India with $3 in his pocket, literally $3 in his pocket. And, and, you know, mm. he, um, he, he sort of, you know, moved up in society through entrepreneurship, right? He, he bought a restaurant and he was in the restaurant industry and bought a banquet hall, right? Um, and, and he, and he had seven other brothers and sisters. My mom's uh, parents were one of those seven others and he brought their entire family right then, then my mom mm. and, and, and her generation. And again, like, it's just this sort of like, I want to give back to them. Right. It's sort of like, you know, all these, you know, all, all my mom, my parents and, and you know, my mom, my dad, like they sacrificed so much. And, you know, as your typical immigrant story, right. They came from India. They were, you know, they were, they're you know, pretty comfortable in India, but they came to America with nothing. And, it was just like they sacrificed so much and they worked so hard and and I realized that and I was like wow like I I want to you know I want to work you know obviously for my happiness and everything but like I also want to you know make them proud and and I think that you know that's like a good you know it was like a healthy pressure honestly like um again I just wanted to you know like they gave me this sort of this baseline level of you know they gave me you know 
a shelter, you know, they gave me, you know, a comfortable and, and an awesome childhood. And, you know, they gave me all this, you know, all these resources and everything. And, you know, I want to do something big with that. So that was sort of like, you know, one of my underlying sort of motivating factors. And how did, um, were they supportive when you got in uh, or were you getting those rejections and how did you process it and how did you come out with uh, more self-respect or say yeah. a healthier relationship with your own psyche? Yeah, of course. I mean, throughout the entire time, uh, and, and, you know, obviously my parents wanted me to go to some awesome school, but, you know, they were totally fine with like, like, again, like Rutgers, it's amazing school. Like they were not you know, mad, they were not disappointed or nothing. They were so supportive. It was me actually, that was, I was mad at myself, right? I was disappointed with myself and, you know, I lost all my self-confidence. Right. The story that you really wanted to write, you yeah. wrote what you thought others, uh, you know, that hurts the most when you think yeah. you haven't been rejected for you yourself. You yeah. tried to, you know, be the good boy and uh, <laughs> in, in good boy, you sort of uh, lost out the authenticity. But what I noticed yeah. in that, uh, transition from your high school to your college journey was mm -hmm. uh, was a lot of growth and were yeah. a lot of self-awareness a lot of mm -hmm. comfort with your own self did you yeah. work on that how did you develop that practice mm -hmm. um yeah so I, I i you know when i was personally growing i would say it was definitely um you know, it, it started off like I just wanted to, you know, make other people happy, right? I wanted to, you know, make my parents proud, right? I want, you know, my friends to sort of, you know, think I'm, you know, this really cool person, right? Like, and, and it sort of, I was doing things for other people. And that was really the the sort of the underlying theme for, um, you know, my, 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 you know, in terms of growth and throughout high school and everything, right? I wanted to, others to think I'm, you know, this awesome person, right? I want others to be proud of me. And I was never taking the time to focus on myself, right? I, I, I would never, you know, thought to myself like oh like you know I should do things that I enjoy right I thought I you know I did things that you know colleges would like right I did things that you know other you know my mentors or whoever my friends would you know would, would sort of like look at me like wow like you know like Rahul's doing this cool stuff it was never something I genuinely sort of thing besides piano that was mm -hmm. piano was one thing I actually genuinely enjoyed but other things like it was it was it was not you know it was not genuine to myself and right the realization came again once I was rejected from those 14 schools and in those months after I was like wow like I was not doing anything for 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 my better for the longest time and, and that's when I made that change right so um you know congrats for so my uh, so many achievements <laughs> and so much growth Thank but you. now let's uh, let's try and understand what happens in 2020 yeah. so <laughs> tell us about your book how that mm -hmm. idea came to you how did that opportunity yeah. come to you Mm -hmm. And uh, most excitingly, tell us how you got the internship at Lux Capital. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, so, you know, end of 2019, right, I come to Rutgers, uh, realized I absolutely love venture capital and startups and all this, you know, amazing, amazing, you know, deep tech, right? That's, that's right, sort of, and, you know, for, for if someone doesn't know what deep tech is, right, so basically just like, it's another word for, you know, advanced science, right? Advanced technologies, you know, sort of the you know, cross collaboration with, you know, frontier tech, emerging tech, all these synonyms, right? So just, you know, advanced science and technology, right? So became super obsessed with all that, um, you know, and so towards the end of 2019, I, I was like, all right, like I have so much energy, so much passion, like I want to do something with it. And again, like I was mentioning before, the universe, I don't know, looking out for me, serendipity, fortune, luck, I don't know what it was, but I met this one mentor of mine who, ended up bringing me along on this book writing process and it was just a right time right place I don't know what it was but it was I just like amazing no, conversation with him and we have this yeah. uh, concept uh, that we talk about a lot in network capital lux surface area it's yeah. uh, uh yeah yeah, you know, it's yeah. at the intersection mm -hmm. of doing great things telling lots of people 
So walk us through this relationship with your mentor and give yeah. us a picture of how this book, this wonderful book, Moonshot <laughs> Factory, the early days of it, what was it like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so he, so my, my, my one mentor, right. His name is Eric Custer. He's a, he's a Georgetown professor. Um, and, and, and yeah, I was, I met him on, on LinkedIn actually of all places. And, you know, I, I was just uh, speaking with him and, and he was mentioning like he, he has this, um, and, and I connected over with him because he's also an investor, right? He's in the venture capital industry as well. So, you know, I connected with him and, and you know, I was talking to him and he, and he told me like, oh, like, you know, for on, on, on the side, like, uh, like, you know, he's a professor first, but on the side, like he mentors a lot of students, right? In, and, and well, not, not only like, well, his students, right? But he mentors a lot of, you know, professionals and, and, and so forth in writing books, right? He is a passion of his. And, you know, even though I was this, you know, 19 year old freshman, like no, no background in, anything VC or startup related. He was just like, he saw the passion, right? And he saw that sort of, that spark in me. He was, he was telling me. And I was like, hey, like, can you mentor me, right? Like, like, like can I, can, you know, can you help me? Can you bring me on this journey? Like, again, I had all this energy, all this passion. I was like, wow, like this is the perfect opportunity to actually put that into something physical, right? Again, something, you know, a book. And, you know, he, luckily enough, like he, he took that chance on me and, and, and you know, he, he, you know, helped me out through the entire sort of, you know, writing process, set me up with a publisher and everything. And, yeah, the rest the rest is history. It was it was just this this yeah. amazing sort of uh, mentorship. Yeah, some mentors are transformational uh, in Absolutely. our lives, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why we need to pay it forward. The one mentor yeah. helped us. We need yeah. to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, Rahul. Um, once you got that opportunity um, to write yeah. the book, the publisher was hooked up. All of that happened. What was the larger thesis? What did you want to bring out? And what was mm-hmm. the process of uh, writing the book like? Yeah, of course. So. It's actually funny. So my first idea was actually, and and this is actually, it'll make a great point. So my first idea was not about moonshot companies, right? And you remember how I mentioned before, all throughout high school, um, I would do things not for myself, but what others, uh, what I would think others would like or appreciate, right? Hmm. My first idea was actually, all right, I want to break into the venture capital and startup industry. What what is something that VCs, right? If they were looking for, you know, in in terms of like recruiting or analysts, like what is something that they would like, and and you know, what would they like to read? And, 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 you know, that, and, and, and all that, I was like, you know, I, I had this idea like, oh, like, you know, they would like it if, um, you know, um, all right. So, so my first idea, right. It was how can the private sector solve public sector problems, right. So you talk about, you know, very like hyper-politicized industries, right. Insurance, healthcare, whatever, and, you know, write about mm-hmm. that. And I thought that venture capitalists, right. They would see that book and they're like, wow, like, oh, that's so cool. Like, oh, you know, they would hire me on the spot. I would look at, you know, all these like, cool companies, whatever, whatever. I started doing the research actually for honestly for like one and maybe one week or so, like a couple of days. And I was like, I had no intrinsic motivation to do it. And, and, and I was like, all right, like, you know, I made this mistake in high school. I I'm not going to make it again. Like what do I genuinely want to write about? What do I, what am I genuinely passionate about? And again, it went back to my childhood, right? Deep tech, right? Frontier tech research, all these really cool things. And I was like, all right, why not just write a book about what I'm like, absolutely the most passionate about like, something what, what what would genuinely make me happy right and that what is that like it's making moonshots right and i i remember to this day uh, like every single like the day i came to that realization was probably like the, it's just an amazing feeling i i remember perfectly right i was on a bus back to my dorm in in college and um you know i, I was like wait why not write a book about moonshot companies right deep tech right the ones that literally changed the course of humanity and, and all these you know really impactful sort of um sort of sort of startups and things like that i was like wow like I, I called up my best friend. I was like, holy shit, like, like I, oh, excuse my language, my bad, but I was like, I'm so excited for this. And like, 
it was just an amazing day right and I realized like all right like, that's what I'm most passionate about intrinsically right for myself not for anyone else yeah. and you know once I did that I was like I was on my way right so what was the book process like so um you know I had this sort of dual mandate I tell everyone right again I had no I've never started a moonshot company right I, I didn't have much of a background so <clears throat> not only did I have to do deep and extensive research for you know months on end but I also had to do that while you know honing my writing craft right the only writing yeah. experience I had was in my classes in high school, right? And, and again, like I wanted to write a good book. Like this was not just like, you know, some side project or whatever for fun. But like, no, this was like a legitimate, you know, book, got a publishing deal, book deal, whatever. Like I wanted to be amazing. So, you know, I was working on my writing alongside doing, you know, really, really deep research alongside, you know, doing school. And it was definitely, you know, I mean, I had made a lot, of, a lot of sacrifice in terms of like time and everything, right? Definitely I sacrificed a lot of my social life. But, you know, so what would um, a day in your life look like at that time when you were going through this grueling routine of fixing your yeah. writing and then mm -hmm. doing research and then cold emailing people? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I'll get to that too. So, um, you know, it was a lot of, honestly, right, wake up, research, research, research as much as I can, right? When I when I got bored of research, right, or tired, just burnt out, do homework, right, do studying. I, I, again, I had to do all that. Um, then, you know, send out cold emails, right, interviews, just as the cycle. But the thing is that, all right, like this is what beginning of 2020, right? Prior to COVID. So um, once COVID hit, honestly, like, again, it was very unfortunate. I'm not going to say it was like a good thing that happened, but I made the most of it. Sort of the silver lining was that I had so much time at home, right? Everyone from college went home. I, I've been at home you know, ever since then, right? We're recording this January 2021. I've been here since, you know, been home since March 2020. And now at home, right? I had so much time right? Like, again, we couldn't hang out with my friends, like, like, sort of, you know, I put a pause on my social life, and I just absolutely made the most of the time. So, um, you know, again, so many cold emails, I probably did uh, more than 100 sort of interviews with all deep tech experts, right? Founders, investors, operators, and and, and some people from academia, and, you know, in, in, the, in the commercialization sort of um, realm, and, um, and even some government people as well, which is really cool. So, um, you know, doesn't name Josh Wolf mean something to you? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to, to your, so to your tell point. us so, uh, who he is and yeah. uh, how, how come he decided to write the foreword of your book. Um, oh, so so he didn't write the he didn't write the foreword, but he gave me a quote on the back. But oh, sorry, um, he, he wrote a uh, yeah yes. yeah. <laughs> so that's also where my journey into Lux sort of starts begins. So one of the people I interviewed right was Josh Wolf of Lux Capital. Um, you know, managing partner of Lux Capital, amazing amazing guy, right? He he's uh, he's uh, you know, all things deep tech, all things you know science and. And so forth, and he, you know, he's an investor in all all the craziest sort of sci-fi sounding companies, um, and I can go delve into that if you if you like. But I interviewed yeah. him, right? Uh, tell us, how did you find this person? And Josh mm -hmm. Wolf is not uh, an easy interview to get for a nineteen-year-old. <laughs> uh, yeah, so how perseverance pays off. Yeah, so again, right? I'm writing this book about moonshot companies, right? Really impactful deep tech companies. The arguably one of the best, you know, deep tech VC firms in the world, right, is Lux Capital. And, you know, they're this amazing sort of institution. They're really, really investing into things that matter, right? They call it matter that matters. And, um, you know, amazing organization. I had read of all of Josh's content, all the videos he's ever made, all of his interviews. Like, it was, I didn't know all his, all his research because like- He's done a good, like, a couple of good podcasts as well. As, yeah, I, you know, podcasts as well. I listened to all of them. And, you know, I learned a lot from him, um, from the content that he created. And I was like, all right, like, you know, I, I got to talk to him, right? He, like Lux Capital, like they're, they're literally making, they're investing into, but also, you know, they built some moonshots inside, right? They incubated it, 
within, you know, within Lux. So like, you know, there are these, like there are this venture building and also venture investing firm. So they do all things moonshots, right? That's sort of their thing. And I was like, I have to talk to them. So I, I remember it took me sort of like almost like, you know, an hour to craft the cold email I sent to him. I was like very, very, you know, well thought out, you know, all these ideas, but also very succinct, very concise. It was honestly just like maybe six, seven lines. That's it. Um, you know, and what three, were those six, seven lines? Like not, not in terms of what you wrote, but yeah. um, how did you filter it to the essence? What did you want? What was the outcome <laughs> that you were Yeah, absolutely. Again, and you know, this is sort of my strategy on cold emailing. So the way I did it, right? I was directly, you know, straight to the point, right? Had a very, very, you know, um, the way I started, right? Like, you know, I was like, hey, you know, hey, Josh, greeting, whatever. I said, you know, I'm Rahul Rana. I'm the author of Making Moonshots. It's, you know, I, I you know, explained my book. It, so what, that's two lines, right? That's two lines. I was like, I want to interview for this, this, and this reason, right? That's, that's four lines right there. Um, so what, six lines in total. And I was like, um, uh, and, um, you know, last line, right? I'd love to take, you know, 20 minutes of your time. Uh, this could be, you know, really, really like, you know, impactful for my book, my, my personal life journey. Like, I, I really hope that, you know, I could just, you know, take 20 minutes of your time and really have a nice conversation about, you know, all things deep tech and moonshots with you. And, you know, throughout those, you know, couple, you know, six, seven lines or so, I included, you know, a lot of his, you know, favorite quotes, right? A lot of his ideas, right? Again, because I, I was very heavily influenced by sort of the things that he talks about and things that his ideas. And, you know, I, I sort of, you know, threw, threw them in a little bit, you know, it was, you know, really nice sort of, you know, um, to, to show I actually- You were you happy know, with the email, with one hour well spent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, well, yeah. Honestly, that was probably one one of the most impactful one hour sort of segments that I had in my entire <laughs> yeah. life, right? Because yeah. send that email. Literally, um, I scheduled. So I wrote it the night before. I scheduled it for nine thirty the next day. I, I still remember to say nine. I think like thirty six, thirty seven. He replied to me right within ten minutes. He was he replied to me that one day. I remember he's like, yeah, like let's do it. Um, it was kind of funny. Like um, that was like the week right before COVID hit, right? Um, oh, first wow. week of March. Um, we scheduled it for the the thursday the the thursday of the week when everything just shut down right so um i actually we couldn't speak that 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 when we first scheduled it to and i actually had to wait till may the next time he was free was actually may <laughs> so waited what like three three four months to actually speak to him but yeah you know um um you know got finally got to speak to him in may and then um basically you know and in terms of my journey into lux and if if, if you were if you want me to get into that so yeah so how was the conversation with uh, josh and uh, how yeah. did he get the internship at lux yeah of course yeah so um you know spoke to him and interviewed him in may of 2020 right um ever since then right kept in contact with him right, right maybe like sent a quick email like every two months or so right so you know june and over over the summer and whatever i was like hey you know giving him prog my progress updates um, you know, showed him I was, I, this was, I was serious about this book. Like I'm going to, you know, I was going to make it an amazing book. Like I, I kept them, you know, updated on the progress and, um, you know, then came September, uh, September, 2020. And, um, you know, I, I was ready to, you know, go back to school and, you know, I was writing this book and everything. And again, Lux, absolute dream job, absolute dream firm. And I was talking to one of my friends and he was just like, Hey, like, why don't you ask Josh if you could work for him? Like you're doing the research into what they invest in already, right? They invest in moonshots. Like you're literally researching that you could hustle, like you could, you know, you're resourceful, like you could do all this stuff, like just ask him, just ask him a simple email, right? Literally, right? Another, another hour crafting another email. I was like, hey, Josh, like, can I work for you? Like I could hustle, I could research, I'm doing things that Lux, you know, specifically invests into, can I work for you? Literally, and, and again, scheduled it for 9.30 the next day, within 10 minutes, again, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's funny, like, um, I, I, I still remember this perfectly, like, um, 
in the email, no resume, right? I didn't send anything. I sent a chapter of my book though. That was the key. He, he, I, I have a mail tracker, right? So, so, I, I, so he opened it, you know, within 10 minutes of me emailing him and he replied maybe like, you know, 30 minutes later. And I think it was because he was reading my, my that, that one chapter I sent it and, you know, no, no application, no interview, no resume. He hired me on the spot after reading that one chapter, I, I think. And <laughs> you know, he hired me on the spot. It was, the, it was honestly like, you know, one, of the, one of the greatest days of my life. Um, you know, just literally like, you know, that you was know, that's incredible Apple, right? and like, inspiring. That is yeah, uh, yeah, so inspiring. Uh, and us MBAs about how to you know go about uh, cold emailing, <laughs> etc. I think intentionality yeah. is key. Your chapter was the clincher, yeah. that yeah. you demonstrated that you have strong work ethic. You really mm -hmm. care about it. I think yeah. passion is very helpful, but passion complemented with real skills with the real yeah. output. The chapter mm -hmm. comes together really well. So congratulations for that. Thank, uh, thank tell you. me. Um, <laughs> How's it been? Like, have you started work at Lux? Have you started uh, doing your due diligence? Because uh, you also write over and above what you do with your book. What's his, what's what's it been like for you? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, you know, that was with September 2020. Um, yeah, like Josh and like, you know, Lux, they were really nice. They, they let me start in October after I finished writing the books, obviously, so I wouldn't be so overwhelmed. Um, so I finished, I actually finished writing the book in October. Um, you know, everything, you know, uh, was was um, you know checked and edited everything was everything was good by October. Um, I actually throughout the course of my book, I, I probably rewrote my book three times entirely, um, and 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 um, so it, it was like the, the the best possible version it could be. Like I couldn't write anymore, so um, finished the book in October, and that's when they 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 said I could start. So you know they were really nice about that. So October right October twenty twenty. Um, so from then till now, yeah, it was amazing. It was like it lived up to all my expectations, right? I'm literally you know working with moonshot companies, right? Investing in them, sourcing them, do, doing you know, due diligence for them. Um, yeah. it, was, it was just amazing opportunities just came out of it. Um, it also it also validated my book though, right? Like, again, I, ha I was this college student, right? With, with no background in it. Who would read a book from that, um, you know, with that background? No, probably no one, right? But again, I had, you know, luck sort of validated, you know, all things I said in it, right? all the experts that I interviewed, right? They, you know, I asked them like, hey, like, can you, you know, speak about my book, right? Can you validate it? Can you make sure that it's real, right? It's good. They all, you know, gave raving, you know, they were raving about amazing reviews. So it just felt nice that, like, all right, like even if I'm this outsider, even if I'm this sort of, you know, this non, you know, non-credentialed, I'm sort of, you know, non-expert or semi-expert, I could still write this amazing, impactful book that actually inspires people, actually makes sense, has the best advice from all the best people around the world and, you know, in the moonshot sort of, you know, deep tech realm, it, it just like felt, it, it just gave me a lot of, a lot of confidence that, all right, like I'm actually writing a good book. And, um, you, you know, I, I, obviously it was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of like insecurity, right? Like I was really scared if it, you know, maybe it was going to flop. Well, like, like, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I've never sold a product before, right? I didn't know marketing. I didn't know sales or anything, but nonetheless, you know, I really built a lot of, um, you know, hype around it, did as much, as much marketing, you know, learned as I went, right. What worked and what didn't. And then, you know, had an awesome launch and, um, yeah, so, so, you know, I launched it while I was working, um, you know, at Lux and it was just, you know, amazing feeling. Yeah. Let's try and recap uh, for what has happened in the past year, year and a half in your life. You yeah. get rejected from all the schools you wanted to go to, 14 yeah. of them. Mm -hmm. Then you um, sort of work on yourself, but you have no visible prospects. You find a mentor or two, then you yeah. send out a whole bunch of cold emails yeah. Then, you know, lots and lots and lots of hustle later, you have a book, yeah. you have a dream internship, and you have far more clarity. And I think all of this uh, leaves me um, 
with a lot of reflections. But uh, how do you feel? What have you realized about yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it you know about yourself today that you didn't know, say, a year, year and a half back? Yeah. Um, one word, just self-awareness, right? I, like, like, honestly, like, you know, on one hand, I'm doing things that makes me happy for myself, right? I'm, I'm caring about myself, you know, and, 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 you know, doing work I'm actually passionate about. And actually, you know, one, one lesson I learned, and I feel like a lot of college students fall into this trap. A lot of people think that, all right, if they want to get like a you know, really cool salary and do some awesome work, whatever, they have to do things they're not passionate about. I realize that that's hundred percent false. Like, again, like I'm doing, you know, doing things I'm so proud of, right? Like I'm so happy with, and, and it's also, you know, a lot of good things are coming out of it, right? Like it, I don't necessarily have to do things I'm not passionate about. Like again, back in high school, right? I thought I had to go into investment banking and, and things like that, right? I wanted to get the same salary. Obviously I didn't have like, you know, I wasn't, um, I was, you know, I was, I was, I wanted the prestige, the money, whatever, right? Investment making or, you know, big tech or whatever. And, you know, I started, you know, once I started actually, you know, think about, all right, what makes me genuinely happy? Like I started doing that and even, even better opportunities rose and even better, you know, sort of benefits and whatnot. So that's one thing I learned, right? Doing things that made me happy was actually made me way more successful. That was one thing. Another thing I, I realized, like, all right, like it was like the, like the mindset that I sort of adopted, like, you know, I, de- you know, developed, like I called the moonshot mindset, right? Like, you know, in, in my book, right. But whatever you want to call it, right. I just, I realized like, like it's a choice to be pessimistic or it's a choice to be optimistic, right. It's a choice to be happy and do things that make you happy. And it's a choice that, you know, to do otherwise. And, you know, I just, I just, it's, it's so simple. Maybe it's even cliche to, to some extent, but again, like I was just, you know, I was self-aware about, you know, what impact do I want to make on the world and will that make me happy? And will that, you know, make me, you know, obviously you know, I need money and whatever and salary or whatever and, and all that stuff. Like, will it set me up for, you know, future success where I could, you know, in turn inspire billions of other people because you know that that's sort of you know one of my life's goals like what can I do to sort of be on that path and again just the self-awareness again the clarity uh, and then you know sort of having that vision like that those are the most important things I honestly learned um throughout you know rejections to the book writing process and so forth so so yeah I feel rejections are really important um yeah on Network Capital, we had uh, one of the Kellogg professors, um, yeah. uh, Benjamin Jones, actually talk about his research on rejection and who succeeds more in life. So it yeah. turns out that if you've uh, um, if you failed multiple times, mm-hmm. but you keep trying, yeah. you're much more likely to be more successful than people who uh, either failed and not tried again or never mm-hmm. failed at all. So I yeah. think what you're doing with each of your uh, you know, new adventures or moonshots is that mm-hmm. you're augmenting the chance of your future success uh, even more. Yeah. So more part, part of you on that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what, what has been your personal moonshots? I think that already uh, at the age of 19, you've had quite a few personal moonshots. I can think of the book. I can think of the internship at Lux. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you could think about, you know, one big moonshot that you're very proud of, you know, mm-hmm. thus far, and one yeah. big moonshot that you're looking forward to in the coming years, what might those be? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, there's, there's a couple of them, obviously, you know, again, the book, my personal moonshot, getting, getting into Lux, and, and, you know, hopefully I could, you know, I'm really, really working hard there. So ho- hopefully that I could be successful there, like another moonshot. You know, one thing I, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people sort of, you know, forget to think about it, just like, me personally, like, you know, my personal development, my personal growth, like, I want to be happy. And I want other people, you know, I want them to be happy, right? Like, I want to sort of uplift, like everyone, you know, not not just sort of, you know, 
a few people, which I, I really want to uplift everyone. It's, you know, just one of my life life goals, right? So, you know, working on myself and then again, like I, I have so much, you know, so much to learn. Like I like, um, you know, obviously there are some days I, I feel very, you know, insecure, right? A lot, a lot of, you know, insecure is like, I, I lose my self-confidence and, you know, again, I'm working on myself and I think like doing that for everyone, right? That's everyone's personal sort of moonshot and, mm-hmm. you know, working on themselves, right? Working on their mental health mm-hmm. and, 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 and again, their personal relationships and everything that comes with that. So that's like one thing, right? I'm really working on that and, you know, I'm, I'm really happy and really excited. Um, but, and, and then, you know, and, and I, in terms of, you know, actual moonshots, right. So work and, and, and passion related and curiosity related. So, um, there's, there, there's a few things. So, um, one of my life goals, right. Again, you see, you see with the title of my book, I want to make more moonshots, right. So whether that's, you know, personally, like, like me founding companies, I'm all for that, where it's me investing into, you know, and supporting founders and, uh, people who are making moonshots. Absolutely. I'll do that. Or, you know, whatever it may be, just, you know, starting this sort of cultural movement, even if it, if, if it means that, like, I'm all for that. And again, I want to do all these things. I think, you know, in, 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 in regards to sort of, you know, my personal sort of career trajectory, like this, writing this book was actually just the beginning, right? Now with that, I want to actually put it into action. Once I can do it, you know, put it into action into one time, I want to do it multiple times, right? Once I can do it multiple times, I really want to start this movement in which I can just inspire people to work on the problems that actually matter, right? I'm, you know, again, curing cancer, right? Going to space, you know, you know, you know, fixing your know, poverty and homelessness, like everything. There's so many problems in the world. That's why I wrote this book, right? Like all the problems that we face, like we're, 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 we're sort of li- like living in this, this modern day gilded age where there's like so many, so many problems, but yeah, on the surface, like everyone thinks it's fine. Right. I, it, it's just like, I want to, I want to like, you know, get people and inspire people to actually, you know, work on the, on the, on the problems that matter. Right. And, you know, once, once we could do that, right, make this sort of this movement, right, to, to do the things that are seemingly impossible, right, moonshots, right, seemingly impossible, these lofty goals, we can get more people working on them. Like, I just think, like, you know, we could sort of, you know, I, I mentioned it, but, right, like, maximize human potential, right, sort of, you know, put us back on track uh, in terms of, you know, scientific and technological progress, but also just human progress, right, and then sort of, you know, you know happiness and, and just, you know, solving, you know, helping people out and solving deep problems and all these things, all these things, right. I just want to be this, this sort of this heroic figure almost that, you know, um, that inspires, you know, other people to work on moonshots. So, you know, to that point, that's sort of, you know, my life's goal and, and sort of my personal moonshot, like to become that sort of hero so that I, I could help and, you know, support and, and, you know, again, there's just so many problems and I just want to fix them all, right. It's sort of just like my personality, I guess, but yeah. One so, book so, at a time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, one project, you know, one sort of goal, one, one book, whatever at a time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think moonshots are really important. And yeah. uh, if you look at the American history, if you look at the world history, yeah. the yeah. origin of the word moonshots have been really important. And yeah. I talk about it extensively in my Harvard Business Review article as well, yeah. is that mm-hmm. if people were to move forward in life, uh, mm-hmm. they got to really transcend competition and build yeah. their category of one. Uh, yeah. In order to build your category of one, you need to either create moonshots or support moonshots or yeah. create an ecosystem in which moonshots can happen. And I think mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to do all of the above. And I just yeah. want to extend all the support that Network Capital can <laughs> offer in your journey, which I think is really uh, inspiring. 14 rejections can break the best of us, but it only <laughs> propelled the, you know, the absolute... Uh, uh, best in you and I think this story now that it'll go out to hundreds and thousands of people will inspire others that your college or getting in or getting out doesn't matter it's your yeah. curiosity and your 
relationship with yourself that matters. So more power to you, Rahul, at, at the wise age of 19, uh, <laughs> you're enlightening us all. Thank In you, fact, thank you so much. team, you know, is also mm-hmm. made up of uh, young people like you shaving moonshots, uh, one of yeah. which is on the call. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to a deeper collaboration with you in the times to come. Is there any final message that you want to leave our global millennial and Gen Z audience around the world tuning in to remember from this discussion? Yeah, of course. Uh, Honestly, again, the title of my book, right? Like, let's go make some moonshots. Like, there's so many problems out there that, that, that need to be solved. But, you know, like, not even, not even like, you know, deep tech problems, right? people need healthcare, right? Like people, there's poverty, there's, 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 you know, all, all these you know, social problems, like so many social problems, like so many sort of, you know, basic problems. We got, you know, we gotta, we gotta do that sort of like, and then, you know, there's also deep tech sort of, you know, problems, right? Like we gotta, we, we gotta go to space, right? Like we gotta solve all these diseases, right? We gotta, you know, do things in energy and, and, and manufacturing and so many industries. There's so many things that we could solve. Like we need everyone, we need to mobilize everyone, we need to inspire everyone to, again, go out there and make some moonshots, right? We need to, you know, these the, the, the sort of seemingly impossible goals, right? First, first, we just have to get over that, that, that sort of that mental obstacle, right? That, that, that says that, oh, like your moonshots are impossible. Like, let's not do them. Like, no, like we got to overcome that, right? Once we could, you know, do this at a, at a, at a cultural level, like at an ecosystem level, I think just amazing things will happen, right? We'll see this golden age of everything, right? This renaissance of everything, just like in, in, in human development and also scientific and technological development. And I'm so excited, right? Like I, I genuinely want to help everyone like, you know, pursue whatever, whatever their human potential is. And, and, you know, again, I'm going to say it again. I'll, I'll keep saying like, let's go make some moonshots. That, that's one thing I want everyone to know. And read Rahul's books and blogs. They're both yep. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Rahul. I appreciate this uh, discussion very much and talk to you mm-hmm. very soon. Cheers. Bye.